and welcome to the Split Row Podcast. I'm Steve Bactic and joining me as always, he's catching up and moving on. It's Gabe Acevedo. I am. Hello. We're back. I know. I feel like it's been forever, even though like we technically did release podcast episodes of the last couple of weeks. It, it has been like two weeks. But since our we've schedules met. <laughs> have been like, you know, we've been doing two, three releases. It, it's been interesting because yeah. adulting sucks. Yeah, it's the end of the semester. It's always a it's always a, a weird thing for us, but uh, we're back. I'm excited to see you. Look at your face. This looks a little nice. It's, and... it's puffy. I I thank yeah. God this is not in video. It's puffy. I look like the marshmallow from Ghostbusters. No, you're not that bad. You're not that bad. But you it's... got this like you got this like George Clooney esque beard going on right now. You see, it's it's. I mean, you saw it go. I don't know if you remember. There's pictures to prove this. It started off black when we met each other, but the time yeah. I left, it was white. So. No, that's pretty. It's pretty accurate. You saw the transition <laughs> of the four years of my beard. <laughs> that's what it's all about. We have a really great episode today. We're catching up on a lot of stuff that we've missed over the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, things, movies that came out that we never really talked about, trailers that were released recently. So we're really excited about. There's like there's like a lot of fun stuff. We're gonna recap uh, some TV shows, even some that are in progress still, and some that just finished. So uh, it's it's gonna be really good. You you excited? I am. I am. How excited? It's nice. If if we release this on time, it's going to be May the 4th. How excited are you for that? Uh, well, I'm going to Disney. I'm going to the Star Wars park this weekend, celebrate Star Wars. So that tells you my level of excitement. Congratulations on that. Uh, that sounds like a great time. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be it's going to be fun. Yeah, I'm excited. May 4th. I'm, I'm surprised that they're not releasing um like a big, big show for May 4th in regards to Disney. But sure. They'll release announcements about a bunch of stuff tomorrow, though. Probably. I mean, That's I know Visions be. is coming out, but I would have loved to see like Ahsoka premiere May 4th. That would have been cool. Nah, they need to stretch their schedule. I feel like it's too close to the Mandalorian ending. Um, But I'm sure that we'll get like movie announcements because I know that they're going back to the movies, Um, which is a big deal. I know that they're I heard that um, Daisy Ridley is going to be in another film, another, yeah, doing an, another trilogy, I guess so. Good for her. I feel like she was the big casualty of of the of and there's and, and there's a rumor that um oh my god his name um oh my god Boyega he might join the film as well. Good. I hope they get like I hope they get redemption from kind of what was left for them. I I, I from really the last think, two sequels. Well, like they they were they were great in the first one. It was really exciting, and mm-hmm. you know we're we're all like oh my god this is so great. They're going to be you know these huge stars, and it did. It propelled them into the front of the in the front of the you know line as it were and i thought daisy ridley as ray is is a great character i think she's really fascinating then they butchered her a bit in the end of it um in the last one yeah it was all right then they they relegated um boyega to like a side character a side side character and they really could have Mm -hmm. explored the idea of like an ex-stormtrooper like a lot and they and they just didn't and I i hope that they're able to improve that for the future because that that's unfortunate yeah it'll be fun i'm really excited um yeah, they announced three movies there. You know, it's fun. It, it'll be fun. As a Star Wars nerd, I'm excited. We'll see. You know, even if even there are things that suck, I'll watch them. Well, let's talk about stuff that's like super nerdy uh, right from the very beginning. Um, today, let's get we're getting into content um, today around like they were recording this on Wednesday at noon today. They released the trailer for Dune Part Two. And. I mentioned this to you and you mentioned this. I've watched this trailer now four times. You watched it three. I've watched it four times. I watched it four, three times in a row, like literally watched it. <laughs> then I had my students watch it. And then my students want to watch it again. So we watched it for the third time. And I, oh, 
<laughs> What's your immediate reaction? Um, um, all the Oscars. Best picture of the year, best picture of the century. No, I freaking loved it. I freaking loved it. We, you and I are huge fans of this series. You and I are, were huge fans of part one. Um, it's been two years since part one. That's insane. Um, and we've been waiting for it. We've been kind of counting down because they released um at CinemaCon. I think I told you they released like posters and you're like, oh, trailers incoming, trailers incoming. And we've yeah. been like waiting for this moment. Um, and then yesterday they announced that the trailer was coming out today. They released the first poster and damn that it did not disappoint. What no. a trailer. Not well, my God, it was incredible. I mean, <gasps> you you know, that was my favorite movie of 2021. I think it was I think it was also the best movie of 2021. I, I'm just I'm so thrilled about it. I loved that movie. I saw it twice in one weekend, you know, I, when it came out, I, I absolutely loved it. I, I was blown away with the first film. And then I, I this has become my most anticipated. I don't even know if it was when I, at the beginning of the year, I don't think it was, but now it's 100% my most anticipated for the rest of the year. It's, it's just, it's just incredible. I think it's going to be just, just, you know, they, they had to up the game and it looks like they're up in the game with this. And, yeah. you know, we, we talked about, the second book not being as good as the first, the second half not being as good as the first half, but the way that they introduce new characters into this and the way the trailers cut, it looks like it's going to be exactly what we want. Um, you yeah. know, we have a couple, you know, Academy Award nominations, nominees coming into it, you know, with uh, Austin Butler and Florence. Lisa Doe and Florence Pugh, who are all in this this one. Zendaya is actually in the movie now. <laughs> <laughs> she actually has lines. <laughs> yeah, she says stuff. Uh, it's oh my god, I was blown away with this trailer. I mean, I had to turn it up a little bit higher because the the score of even the trailer now the is just incredible. The sound, the visual effects of it all, like. It's just it it blew me away this trailer. It, it really, really did. And you know, like that's 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 a statement unto itself. You know, it's I thought it was phenomenal. And I I'm I'm so excited for this. I love the book, you know, that um I mm-hmm. I, I love the first one and I think it leads off at a really interesting point. And even in the middle, so like in the middle of the trailer, it kind of like highlights the first sand like worm ride. Yeah. The first ride. And it's such a pivotal moment in the book. But man, the way they're capturing it in this trailer even is showing like how impactful it's going to be within the movie. Like they show Sil- Stilgar, who is played by Javier Bardem in this. And the look on his face is just like, wow, this is going to be huge. Yep. And then you're right. Florence Pugh recording her voice memos like for her next podcast that she has coming out. Like, you know, <laughs> Princess Irulan. The intergalactic space um, podcast. That's really what it is. <laughs> it's so good. The ending of the trailer when we know what's happening that the the fight and we see Oh yeah, with, with 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 Fade Ratha. I mean, oh. oh my god. The look, the the design, I, I have to say the design of Princess Irulan and the design of Fade Ratha just look incredible. Fantastic. Uh, like they there's a good callback to the 80s and 70s like fantasy with mm-hmm. uh, Princess Irulan and then, you know, they I was like where are they going to go with uh, Austin Butler cuz you know they they uh Fade Roth was played by, I think, was it not Sting? Uh, who was um, it's it? um, Stiggy, isn't it Stiggy Stardust? Um, yeah, um, Bowie, yeah, that by guy. Bowie. No, not, not no, Bowie. No, Bowie. It was um, someone else. Uh, uh someone, sure, someone else. Uh, I, I can't remember his name. I, I, I'm sorry for for all the fans who know exactly what it is and are screaming it right now. Um, I apologize, but it was played by him in the nine in the in the eighties movie, and it was he did a really good job and has a look. 
but I didn't know how they were going to do it with Austin Butler coming into this and playing him, but they went with a complete, like with like me, if I had a shaved head, um, <laughs> like that pale. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, it is Sting. Sting played him. Oh, sorry. It was Sting. I, yeah. I, I, I was getting him confused with the the other guy. Um, I, yeah, I guess it is. Sting. Okay. Um, sorry. So I was right the first time. Um, so that's how you would look if you shave your head. Yeah, pretty much. I would look like that. So I need to that's see why, that that someday. That's, that's why I'm well, just work. Just go see Dune Part Two, and you'll see it. But the, it looks, it just, it looks incredible. Um, I, I just, man, this movie is gonna be so good. It looks fantastic. Um, I think the additions of the new people are gonna be insane. You know, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for Florence Pugh. I love her. Um, I, I think, I, I think Austin Butler is a great addition. Um, he's apparently, from what I read and in the interviews that they did. Um, he is just a psychotic person in the movie. Um, yeah. so I'm really excited to see him. Um, Leah Sado, I'm really excited. I'm, I'm just, it, it just, the trailer is framed in such a way that for the people who complained that nothing happened in the first movie, this is like, oh, you wanted action. We're going to give you action. You want the war? If there's a war coming, it's going to be, we're going to give sick. you this. Um, and, what, and it, it what, just looks phenomenal. What's crazy is I don't know if we're going to get a part three, which I think is kind of exciting and also like kind of like. I don't think we are. I, don't, I really don't think we are. Well, if if we don't, there's a lot that goes into this, this movie. So it's this is definitely going to be a three hour movie. It's definitely oh, for be sure. Um, well, that's the it, question. They People around Twitter were like, how long is this movie? How long is this movie? Like, tell us, tell us, tell us. They have not released on the length. Of the film. I'll tell you, it's going to be three hours. It's gonna be probably I'm, three I'm and a half thinking hours. It's, I'm thinking I'm thinking anywhere from three to three and a half hours. I'm thinking like a Titanic length, three to three and a half hours for sure. And I'm 100% okay with that. I have no problem whatsoever. Absolutely. Absolutely. It looks, Especially it the looks, original third part. Yeah. It looks incredible. Oh, oh, it looks incredible. The score. Oh, Simmer, yeah. is, Simmer was a third Oscar. <laughs> he wants yeah, to repeat I, again for Dune. I don't know if he can because it's you know it's so similar. It, it's harder to repeat, but he it did is. say that um he um changed a lot of it for the second part. And he said it's gonna be like um clear like you can clearly see where it's gonna be different. Yeah, I'm I'm sure it is. I mean, if he wants that second Oscar, which he has a good shot of getting with this, you know, it's because that is a loud movie. Um, that's, that's the one thing, like, I, I would recommend if you're going to watch the trailer for this, don't watch it on your phone, like with just the speaker of your iPhone or whatever, uh, definitely put it on. Do like, not do what I did the very first time I saw it when it came out a few hours ago. <laughs> yeah. Let's put it on a TV or watch it on your laptop with like good headphones or something like it's, it's, it's worth it. Or just go to the movies. I'm sure it'll be screaming on a bunch of stuff this weekend. And yeah. like, oh my God, I can't wait to see this movie on IMAX. Oh, I'm definitely going to get it. I, I definitely. I don't see many movies in the big D format, um, but I this is this is one that I will drive down to to check out. Oh, this sure. is one that has to be seen on IMAX or whatever or yeah. one DX or whatever it is, because Jesus, it looks the, insane. the the other question I have for you about this trailer is how pissed do you think Christopher Nolan is after seeing this? Um between this and Barbie. <laughs> yeah, well so happy. Well, I you know, like he he comes out with this movie where he's like, you know what we did? We created an actual atom bomb without, you know, the nuclear fission. But like they they create an ex they create a practical explosion for the bomb in that movie. Uh, if you don't know Oppenheimer, they they, they have yeah. they create one. And he puts his film is very stylized. It's it's very it's you know, it's it's also 
similar to Villeneuve, where they mm. they decide to do like practical effects as much as possible. I mean, mm. obviously, there's tons of visual effects in this movie. I mean, there's no way there have, there's no worms. Worms don't exist like that. Um, but <laughs> really, no tremors. But, but that's that's uh, you know, he's he's doing something very similar. Mm. So it's going to be fascinating to see the two of them go up against it for some of those all those uh you know technical awards and all the you know i was just gonna say that you know, have, stuff, yeah. you know i have to tie it up with the oscars and as of now um i am assuming those are the gonna be the two technical movies of the year yeah i mean um, looking at it like yeah so it's gonna be really because you have a i mean you have the period piece and you have a sci-fi fantasy um it's gonna be very interesting what happens when those two movies um go against each other um or we're assuming right we don't know we haven't seen them um i mean so, i can't I can't imagine neither of them getting nominated. <laughs> like, I think Dune has the upper hand just because it's great. I, I think it's going to just, it's just bigger. Um, as far but, as we know. Yeah. Yeah. But on the other hand, you can argue that, but Dune already won six Oscars for the first part for like it's yeah. all its technical merits. Is it going to repeat again for what could people say? Maybe it's the same thing. Yeah. I think the, the big thing for me for that movie is uh, I think that, Villeneuve, uh, the director Oscar, and I think directing, possibly writing. I don't think the adaptation is going to It'll work be because... so heartbreaking if Villeneuve doesn't get in for directing this time around. And I, I think there's a good shot at, there's a shout out for it at Best Picture because it got, yeah. I, some people thought it got snubbed last time, yeah. me included. I think yeah. it did. But I think it that's does. That's a different story. You know what I, I, because hey, we're a year out and I'm already thinking about the Oscars 2024 because you know, yeah. I have nothing else to do in my life, right? Um, an afterglow nomination for Austin Butler if his role is completely psychotic and out there could be an indication that the movie is very loved because you we, have we'll him see. If, if he gets in for supporting actor which I could see happening just because it's the afterglow nomination maybe he's fantastic in the movie that could tell me that the movie is headed on the track to probably win best picture I really, I mean, I'm just hoping it's, it's, I just hope it's actually just on the track to win that because it just looks incredible. You know, it could, it could also be the return of the king, you know, because like, okay, he's, let's, he did this phenomenal achievement. It's time. Yeah. I mean, even with that, even without like the it's time thing, it could just be the best movie of the year. I mean, I'm, I mean, the first one I thought was the best movie of the year that year, but, you know, lost to Coda, which is kind of like weird in retrospect now. Like it was between like Coda, Belfast, and Power of the Dog, right? And then like, those movies are nothing compared to Doom. Maybe you know what? Maybe we've seen. Uh, this is me overanalyzing the Oscars. That's why you cannot bring up the Oscars because you know we've seen. Oh yeah, you can um, overanalyze it like crazy. I mean, Martin Scorsese could probably come in there and win it with his film that's supposed to apparently that's maybe come out. That's not good. That, that movie's like three Francis, hours. I think it's gonna be three hours and forty six minutes. Who cares? It's Francis. Yeah, but that could be it could be his last thing. Nah, it's not gonna. Everybody said the same thing about Spielberg. That's not gonna happen. Um, I'll bet money on that. Um. I think we've seen like the crumbs leading up to an epic or a blockbuster winning again. We kind of saw it in 2021 when Dune got in last year, obviously with like um, Top Gun getting in, Avatar getting in, those big blockbusters. What if then this is finally the year where a blockbuster once again ends up winning Best Picture and it's Dune, right? It's this big epic movie. It could happen. So we're going to see Barbie with Best Picture. 
I, I have Barbie in my top 10 as of now. Absolutely, I have Barbie in my top 10. Well, we'll see. We have not seen that movie yet, so we have no idea. But I haven't let's, seen let's... this one either. I have this one I and know. Barbie in my top 10. I feel like I've seen this movie already, though, and I've already like That's the, like, fu- that's the fun thing about predictions. You need to start putting in mo- predictions now just for the fun of it. Oh, my God. This is... this is oh, it looks so good. It was incredible. It, it, it looks like the no, trailer. I, I think it's fantastic, and I think Villeneuve gonna, is going to end his um, Dune adaptation in, in formidable form. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we could quickly go through these other trailers just because, uh, you know, I realized like we we blew out this Dune Part Two trailer, but it's for good we can do an entire episode good. analyzing frame by frame of this movie. We really could. We really could. The the thing that looks like a, I'm not going to say. It. Uh, there's that, there's some yeah. there's incredible things in this. There's it's incredible. The the costuming is incredible. The this the setting looks incredible. Like everything. Oh, the cinematography. Jeez, so, so good. It looks so good. It's gonna be amazing. Uh, other other trailers we got. We finally got a trailer for Next Goal Wins, the movie from Taika Waititi, which has been delayed again and again because it had a cannibal on on that, the set. So that's that that's the Top Gun of realistic movies. <laughs> Except it doesn't. It like Top Gun didn't have uh, a cannibal on set, so that's True. why they they had to reshoot all of it. Uh, if you don't know, Ar- Arnie Hammer was in that was in the movie originally, and they actually cut him out of it because he doubled down on like eating people. So um. Yeah, they got rid of him. <laughs> yeah, eating people. Did you see the trailer good. for that? I did see the trailer for it. I like that it was from the loser who brought you, like, uh, Jojo, the, best, the loser yeah. of best picture of Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, but my favorite was the loser of the People's Choice Awards for Thor Ragnarok. That was my favorite. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. Um, like it looks. Yeah, it um, looks. It, Ted Lasso the movie it looks very tight. It's Ted it Lasso looks very tight. I think. <laughs> yeah. I think I think, but it's based on a true story, which is funny. Yeah, this is a true story, apparently. Uh, yeah, it's Taika. You know, I think it's, Mike, it's Michael Fassbender. It's Taika being Taika. It's it's very funny. I think it's it's nice to see him be that again, and not like I know he's in the movie for a minute, but that's because he's in all of his own movies. But um, it's nice not to see him being so much him. Mm. Like he, we got a little bit overload of him recently. Yeah. Um, which can happen and can bite people. I think that's what we have. Chris Pratt. I think Chris Pratt. We had an overload of Chris Pratt, mm-hmm. uh, which kind of bites people. You know, Ryan Reynolds had the same thing. It, it happens a bit, uh, and I think we overloaded on Taika, but I, I think he's back for this, and it looks good. The looks question like it'll is, be fun. will there be screaming goats in this one? I certainly hope not. <laughs> no, it looks fun. It looks like your standard like little sports. Um, you know, root for the underdog kind of um story. That we've seen many times with the Taika flair. I know nothing about the story, so I I really don't know what's gonna happen. But it looks fun, yeah. And it's it's gonna be interesting to see if Taika comes back into the um Oscar conversation. It will be interesting to see. Yeah, we'll see. I have no idea. Um, maybe there's a there's a good there's a good field out there right now. Um, other trailers we got we got a haunting in Venice. Do you know what this is? Yeah, it's Perot once again. Yeah, what do you what do you think of what do you do you like the pro movies? Um, I enjoyed Murder on the Orient Express. I did not like um the Death Nile the one. Ni- Death in the Nile. Death in the Nile. Um Champagne, whatever, blah blah blah. That became a meme for some reason. Um I I was not ex- I had no idea this was being made at all. Like no clue. And then they dropped the trailer. Um, you know me when it comes to horror, I like that it looks haunting and horror-esque. 
Um, so I like that aspect of it. Will I watch it? Yes. Am I screaming for joy waiting for this movie? No. I think so, I, sure. I think it looks interesting. I mean, I like I like the Poirot films. I like, you know, the Kenneth Branagh does a good job as them. Um, I liked, I really did really much enjoy um Murder on the Orient Express. Definitely not. I thought it was less successful. I think the casting on that was a little weird and the direction wasn't that great, but this looks pretty good. I like that it, it, you know, it's going to be a horror film, but at the same time for me, knowing that it's a Poirot film, it's not horror. You know, like, I, I was going to ask you, will you see you know, it? Because it's more horror. esque I might go see it because it's horror esque, but if it's Poirot, then it's not actually like supernatural. Because you'll still have the lot of the murder mystery balancing balancing it out. And the other thing too that I would I would imagine, my guess is that it can't that it won't be um actually like supernatural. It'll be just there's always gonna be an explanation. Something like you know, similar like Sherlock Holmes movies where like Sherlock Holmes will not like there's always an explanation behind it. So yeah. I, I appreciate that you know, a lot when I, when I see those types of things. So yeah, that's probably, that's what I'm, what I'm more expecting with it. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. I don't know. That's hey, and, and I'm, I'll see Academy Award winner, Michelle Yeoh. In yeah, exactly. Anything. I figured, I figured that was the other part that would, that brought you in. Absolutely. We did get our, our first trailer for the hunger games. Uh, did you, did you, or what is it? The ballad of songbirds, the ballad and, of songbirds and snakes, snakes. That's a terrible name, but that's okay. Um, It's a long name. It's a long name. It's a stupid name. <laughs> Did you did you like the Hunger Games? The- um, I love the Hunger Games. I love the movies. I think the movies are great. I really like the books. I think the movies, all of the movies of the Hunger Games are better than the books. Um, so I, I I am a fan of the Hunger Games. I read this book. I am not a huge fan of this book, although it has moments that I like. Um, it's a prequel, right? It's a prequel. Yes, this tells the story of um, President Snow when he's younger and how he becomes the evil person that he becomes. Um, this is set in the 10th hunger games, which is when they switch and become like the TV thing that they are in what we see in the hard games. I think the book is fine. Um, nothing special. It has cool moments on it. Um, I liked the trailer. I will watch it. Um, I will probably watch it. I will definitely watch it the first day or the second day. Cause I do like the, the movies. I thought the trailer was, I think the trailer does a good job in setting up a mediocre book, if that makes sense. So for yeah. me, so I'm excited. And I like the cast, Viola Davis, Peter Dinklage. Um, so yeah, I will I watch it? Yes. Will I enjoy it? Probably. Am I crazy for this book to be made into a movie? No, but I'll be it'll be fun. Yeah, I I, I stopped watching it halfway through because I didn't care anymore. <laughs> I never yeah. watched the Hunger Games and I don't care about it. Hollywood about, is really trying you see, to make this girl uh, an A-lister. Rachel Zegler? Rachel Zegler, yeah. They're yeah, really no, putting her well, in everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, Disney's all Disney tapped into her as well. That's yeah, because now deal. she's doing, isn't she Snow White, I think? She's Snow White, yeah. Yeah. Good for her. We'll see. Oh, she's making the money. Good for her. You know, I hope she's she handles it well. Did you see the trailer for Asteroid City? The uh, Wes Anderson film? <laughs> I did. Wes Anderson's back, baby. Let's yeah, do this. It's, it's like weird. I love it. It's exa- it's very much Wes Anderson. Very unique filmmaker. Uh, and it's it's pretty much that. It's I Wes like Anderson. The, I love the, I love the cast. It's Wes Anderson. Say what you yeah. want. Bright, colorful, weird. Like weird. You have no idea what the movie's about. Yeah, it's 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 definitely one of those things. I yeah, guess a I cast guess that has forty A listers. Sure. Yeah, 
and that's that's what you want <laughs> yeah it's a it's a it's exactly that you see the trailer for wes anderson oh yeah it's a wes anderson movie yeah that's it and we're good with that do you want to talk about the writer strike real quick yes i do I so the right so, so the the writers uh the writers guild voted unanimously to go on strike if they didn't uh, achieve a deal and as of was it Monday night, Monday night, midnight, they uh, did not reach a deal and they went on strike. So they all of the writers went on strike. Do you want to explain what that does for people in Hollywood? So the Hollywood, the WGA has gone on strike. I think today is their second day um, on strike. And basically what that does is that that halts production on everything that's on your TV screens and everything that is being made when it comes to movies or television, because you cannot do anything without writers because writers create and write so you can't have anything for example um snl has officially gone dark they're just going to run reruns in their spots for the next few weeks the late night shows announced today that they're going dark i think after next tuesday which is where they had the scripts written up to um productions on seasons like um yellow jackets is has halted um production on abbott elementary season three has halted um movies um are put on hold so this is just basically a standstill for for the hollywood um machine this happened 15 years ago i think was the last strike Mm -hmm. um and if you were around back then you remember um or you might not know that movies I, i have a few movies here that got a that you know got a bad deal because of the writer strike and it's movies like transformers revenge of the fallen X-Men Origins Wolverine, Quantum of Solace, Terminator Salvation. On the TV side, that's when shows like Heroes and Lost went downhill. So the fact that the writers are on strike, um, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. And I'm going to be, I'm, I'm paying attention because I want to see how long this lasts to see um, how affected TV shows, movies, and the industry is throughout this following- ordeal. Have you been following what the demands are and what, why it's like such a big deal that they're striking over? I have read a few of the pieces. Um, I started seeing uh, some numbers. Um, obviously, it's a lot of salary uh, and, and, and equal pay, especially because of streamers. Most of the holdouts on streamers. I did read today that I think Netflix is the big holdout right now for the negotiations. And then other studios are like try- are trying to convince Netflix to cave in. Uh, but for an example, I, I heard, um, and in, um, I think it was New York times or the AP where they, um, interviewed a writer from Abbott and for the 22 episode season two, they only paid them $700 per episode. That was like $15,000 for an entire 22 episode season, $15,000 to writers that create this. That is insane. That is crazy. So good on them. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how long this lasts and what happens. I think some of the other some of the other pieces too that I've I've heard about too are within the negotiations. Some of the issues are like with streaming, they they don't get the same residual pay. Like they a lot of times, what used to happen is when you write stuff, you'd get residual pay. Like every mm-hmm. time they show it on TV, you get you get you know a check for however many people watch it or how many times they show it. So now they're getting it like they're getting minuscule amounts for every time it's on streaming. So like people are talking about like they get like seven cent checks and stuff like that. I was like, going to say a few of them have a, shown that they I saw like checks for like 16 cents. Yeah. And like that's that's what they're getting. So like 
and also episodes TV TV's also gotten shorter, you know, as seasons have gotten be like nine episodes. So they get paid mm-hmm. for nine episodes as opposed to in the, in, you know, the last time in 2008, when there were seven or eight, when they did it last, they, you know, episodes were 22 episodes, you know, mm-hmm. the office has like 22 episode seasons. And now they're like, Oh yeah, just make eight episodes for a, a series. And that's what they're getting paid for. And, and it's, it's just, it's, you know, it's all about money. It's always about it. I mean, it's these, all about these, money and, these yeah. executive studios are doing extremely well and they're just looking for more equity. They're looking for more equity within it. Yeah. That's really what it is, especially with the threat of like AI coming in. That's what I'm going to say. Another saying, thing like, that they're, AI, negotiate, they're trying to negotiate is the AI thing. Yeah. Making sure that that doesn't replace them, you know, mm-hmm. for just even simple scripts or things like that, because that's, that's a big deal. Um, someone who can steal their voice and it's just a computer. Like that's a problem. That's a really big problem. So yeah. in more power to them, let them strike until they figure it out. And yeah. I support, support them. Yeah. I support it. I support it. I support our, um, you know, I'm part of a Puerto Rico's critics association. We're behind them. Um, we're, we're supporting them. Um, the critics associations are behind the strike. So, um, good for them. Like it's ridiculous. You know, it's, it's really insane. I've, a lot of the stories of those writers that a lot of them have gone homeless. Um, you know, they don't have money to eat. It's like, and you're giving us like award-winning things and you can't feed yourself. It's, it's insane. That is, is just, it's unfortunate. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully it doesn't last too long because I don't want to miss all the different shows and everything. But I just, yeah, uh, I did. That'll be interesting to see how long it lasts, how everything gets pushed back. Um, seasons are shortened, although, like you said, now seasons are short anyway. So we'll see. Yeah, we will see. Do you want to catch up on all those things that we missed while, over the last few weeks? Let's do this. So why don't we start with movies? We'll go through a couple of different movies that came out that we never really talked about on the pod, but you know, I feel like we wanted to talk about or just feel like obligated to talk about. So the first <laughs> one is Air. This is the this is the Air, which is the Michael Jordan story about the Air Jordan. Um, it's not the Michael Jordan story. It's the story about the Air Jordan. Sorry, yeah, it, it's, like Michael Jordan is not in the movie. Yeah, at Michael all. Jordan's not it. You see the back of his. You head, see the back of his head. Uh, and he has like a line that's like, yeah. That's that's pretty much it. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's 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 the film from Ben Affleck, uh, starring Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Uh, it's you know, it also stars people like Jason Bateman, Chris uh, Messalini, Messalina. I, I'm probably mispronouncing that. Sorry, Viola Davis. Most importantly, uh, Chris Tucker, Matthew Mayer. Um, there's some really interesting people in this, and I. You know, I, I was it was a movie that it's a, it's funny because it's about marketing, which is like a movie about a company that's, you know, a multi-million dollar company today, the biggest shoe company in the world today. But at the time it wasn't. So it's kind of funny to celebrate a movie about marketing, but which is kind of weird, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> like they don't need, really need our endorsement on that. But it was it was really good. I mean, I, I loved this movie. I, I went and saw it and I I had a great time at the movie theater. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like fun because, you know, you get Ben Affleck playing Phil Knight and you get um Matt Damon playing Sonny Vaccaro and these people are, you know, essential in modern day, you know, marketing and things like that. They, they figured out how to change the game with Nike and then the air Jordan certainly just changed everything. Um, and it was just great to see Ben Affleck and Matt Damon in a movie together. You know, I've seen a bunch of interviews and they were like, you know, we realized we're, we're 50 now and you know, we, we're not going to be able to do this forever. So why not do this with people we like? So let's do it with each other. So they did. They started making movies. They made this together, and they'll probably do some more in the future. I bet. Um, what did you think when you saw it? I thought it was a great movie. I thought it was a great movie. I want to see you with um Ben Affleck's um curly wig. 
That should be your 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 costume for Halloween. Like the tracksuit, the blue pink tracksuit, and the curly 80s wig. That's what we need. Uh, I thought it was a great movie. I thought it was super fun. I I I I really enjoyed it. I think the acting is fantastic. It's a surprise of a movie. Ben Affleck can direct. Yeah, he can. He did a great ben job in this. Ben Affleck can direct. He is such a good director. Um, yeah, I thought it was great. I thought Matt Damon was fantastic in it. Viola in her what three scenes? Of course, she steals the show. She really um, does. She is amazing. That telephone scene. Oof. Um, yeah, I think it, it. It's just a great movie. I thought it was a real. It, it, it's a surprise. It's one of the surprises of the year. Because I thought when I saw the trailers, I'm like, oh, it's gonna be a really lifetimey kind of film, and I'm like, no, this is a a good movie all around. Script directing. Um, it makes you feel good. You leave with like, oh, just nice. It's just like a nice watch that you walk. Or like, oh, that was nice. You felt good. Um, you know about an icon that we know. Um, about sneakers that we maybe had when we were teenagers. Because I certainly had a pair of those. I never um, had them. Never. I did. Um. So yeah, I thought it was a really good movie. Pleasant surprise of the year. I think. I think for me, what this is is it's definitely like it's movie stars being movie stars. It's definitely. Yeah. This is this is not a streaming movie. You know what I'm saying? This is not a movie that comes out on Netflix. This is a movie with big, massive movie stars and Ben Affleck and Matt Damon who are just being movie stars. Yep. They are being movie stars throughout it. And, you know, then you throw in Viola Davis to just elevate it all that little bit more to add the extra mm. capital A acting to go with the movie star acting. <laughs> yep. it. And then it just it just builds on top of it. And it's directed really well. It's shot really cool. It's got this like nostalgia for the 80s, which looks great mm-hmm. in this. And they did a great job, you know, personifying that. Uh, it, it just it's really, really good. You know, does it need to be rated R? Not necessarily, but it no. kind of it does push it there. Uh, you know, it, it certainly <laughs> it does a little bit. Uh, there, there's uh, uh, there's there's some lines that definitely uh, Chris, basically Christmas messy. Chris Messina definitely like pushes it yeah. to that point. He, he's he was like, really good. He was he's really good. good. He's he's great in this. You know who was really good? Um, Marlon Wayans. Marlon Wayans was good for his scene. Yes. Chris Tucker was great. I thought Chris Tucker. I, I and and that's what you said. Like everybody in their moments were just really good. Yeah. So it just became a good movie. It was just fun. It was movie stars being movie stars. It's a very movie star movie and. Yep. It's one of those movies they don't really make anymore. They don't make these like no, mid tier movies. It doesn't need to make a ton of money, but it's just a mid tier movie. They don't make yeah. it. And I, and I it, love deser- it. it deserved more. Like it's a movie that I wish more people would have seen. I hope when it gets released um, on streaming, more people watch it because it's actually a really good movie. Yeah, it's really fun. Um, unlike our next film, uh, our next film is Ghosted. This was the movie that you've probably seen a, on um, an ad for for Apple TV Plus. I mean, did you how many how many posters or ads did you get for this? Oh my God! So many. It was everywhere, and none it's... of that, and none of them made me, and none of them made me excited for the movie. No, I think the posters also look bad. I mean, they're just basically showing Ana de Armas in with like wind in her hair, right? And I'm like, okay, that's an interesting choice. Um, and with Chris Evans, who I'm like, okay, they've started a movie together. They've actually been in two movies together before this, so yeah. this might work. She's she's a up and coming big actress. Chris Evans is an established actor, and he's very funny in, in things and she's adorable. So let's see how this goes. And then you see the trailer and you're like, wait, wait, what, what you guys are okay with this and we're releasing this. And then uh, 
and you're going to push it. Okay. Uh, and then I watched the movie and within what, how, how long did it take you to realize this was not good? 10 minutes. Yeah. 15, for me, it was like, 15. it might've been, been five for me. Five. And I might, for me, it was like 10, 15. Um, yeah. For me was, I think it's like 10 or like eight. I think it's like eight or 10 minutes when they try to tell you that Chris Evan cannot get a girl. Yeah. That's, that's a little weird. I thought the I thought the entire script was just like atrocious. Oh, atrocious. Bad. atrocious. It was so bad. But about but apart from the script, my big question: Where was the chemistry? Oh, it was it was nowhere. It was nowhere. I'll tell you that there was absolutely zero chemistry. Where was the chemistry? Because you can have an awful script, but if you give me two hot people that are into each other, I'll watch it. Where was the chemistry? Oh, I'll tell you right now. It was it was definitely left at scheduling conflicts. That's where it was. Um, it, it was not. It was not in this. Christ. It was so bad. I feel. I you know. I feel really bad for, for for both of them because for me, this could have worked if it weren't Chris Evans and Ana de Armas, and it could have worked if it were if it weren't Ana de Armas with Chris Evans. It could have worked if it were different people with either one of them. But it's, man, Ana de Armas was a struggle in this. She was she was not good. She was bad. She was real bad. She the was chemistry was really bad. Yeah, it was really bad. The chemistry he was trying was, so hard. You, I gave it, I gave it like half a star bump on Letterboxd because I just felt that Chris Evans was really trying I to make it, it work. Did I log that on mine? You did. Uh, well, you gave one and a half stars. I think one I gave it the stars. same. Okay, but I think the one and a half stars was generous because uh, I was just giving Chris Evans half a star for trying really hard. He he tried really hard to make this work. He really did, and it he did. Could not save it because he was. It I'm was sorry. So, she he was also bad. It was just that yeah. she was worse. But he was also bad. He was trying. He was trying really hard. It's Do you know who was originally supposed to be in this? No, I know nothing about this movie except when so, it dropped and I saw it. The, the thing is, now this now this could have changed it. Ana de Armas was replaced. What was the replacement? For Scarlett Johansson, who was supposed to originally be there. Oh, okay. What do you think of that? If it was Scarlett Johansson instead, I, I mean, it could have maybe worked better just because I think Scarlett and Chris Evans have a little bit better relationship. So they could have sold us a bad script, maybe a little bit more. If that I think makes it sense. Been, I think it would have been a little bit more funny because of their like their time together in Marvel. And we know them so That's much from exactly, Marvel. Exactly. Yeah. They worked that. To, they worked together for ten years, so they're you know they they're they're they have tattoos together, right? The original six. So I think it could have been yeah. a little bit. They could have sold us a bad movie a little bit more. And even in even in the middle, there's some cameos there that oh, uh, you know, were so very unexpected. Those, I'm so but over those it, damn cameos. It would have been funny if it were, you know, if it was Scarlett Johansson, it would have been funnier because it would have been like Marvel cameos that came because the which people been, made sense for her. Yeah, yeah. it made sense, but. It just didn't work. This did not work. It was not funny. There were parts that I'm like, I don't want to keep watching this, but I'm going to, because I'm a completionist, I have to watch everything I, I watch. I log. Yeah. So I finished it. And I was like, this is just not no, good. It was bad. I, it's just a generic script, generic fights, effects awful, no chemistry at all. They were, awful. Yeah. they were acting horribly. Um, I, yikes. Yikes, yikes, is, yikes. yikes is the yikes is the correct word for i have <laughs> no idea who like no and and you could tell since the trailers and posters that yeah, this movie the, was going to be bland as hell the poster i can't believe they actually approved that poster it looks like it looks like if this movie came out in like 2002 you know it looks like it was done in paint 
Yeah, it's definitely. Oh my god, it was really stupid. Yeah, it's a bad movie. It's it's it it sucks, and it's number one for some reason. I don't know what people are. It's so easy to come to to make people happy nowadays. Yeah, I can't. I'm I'm just really really surprised, especially yeah. because like the the writers are actually like they're the writers behind things like uh, Deadpool and and um, Zombieland and things like that. So like they they have some good movies under their I belt. I mean, the script but... was bad, but I also do think even that even the the script was bad, but I do think they were worse. I just think the 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 nail the final nail in the coffin is that both of them together did not work at all. Yeah, I thought it was, it was it was bad. It was very bad. Let's move on from that. That's that's really bad. Uh, the other movie on, I think it was on. Yeah, the other movie on Apple TV Plus was uh, Tetris. Did you see this? I did. So I liked it. I actually liked it a lot. I liked it. I thought it was such an interesting um way to do a quote unquote biopic. Um, yeah. On Tetris, uh, I think Taron Egerton, man, what an underrated actor. I think he's a great actor. Yeah. He's so good. It it was us. It was. He's it, relentless in this. It's great. I, yeah. I went in thinking, oh, this is just a standard biopic. And then it turns into like a spy thriller kind of yeah. movie. And I'm like, it's, what about Tetris? What? It's it's cool because it's it's about, for me, I really liked it because it's about Tetris. It's about the founding of yeah. like how they got the game Tetris. And uh, the, the story of the origin of that game is fascinating because it was made in Soviet Russia. And they, they had, the guy had to go to the Soviet Union to try to get it for Nintendo. And like, buy the rights and negotiate and yep. with the soviet union which is like you know the soviet union the soviet so union. it's it's pretty crazy and uh darren egerton's mustache is doing a lot of work in this and I, it worked <laughs> i don't know it, it was good that, that that's one of the surprises of the year that i've seen so far like i had no idea what i was walking i loved it and he's so good he's so yeah, underrated I don't, I don't think it was great no it's not you know, but think, it's a good I, movie but yeah, yeah i thought it was i thought it was fun like it was it was a fun movie and I really just, I just enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a surprise for sure. Um, and I think it, it's, it's interesting because it, it, it represents this kind of like middle, like ah, they're fine. They're fun. They're fine. Not great. Like this year, I don't think we've had a lot of really great movies so mm. far. Um, and like the next few I'm going to talk about, uh, I, I don't think we're really that great, but you know, it, it, they're just fine. Like I went and saw Renfield, you know, the, the movie about with starring Nicholas Cage as Dracula and Nicholas yeah. Holt as, uh, Renfield, uh, the modern take on it, which I thought was really fun. It was it was fun. The action was pretty cool because it was like an action movie and a modern twist on the Renfield story where he feels mm. like he's in a toxic relationship. And like, you know, it's it's kind of funny, but also relevant to what's happening in the world. And and they, they kind of treat it that way, like, you know, with mm -hmm. respect to the for people who are in toxic relationships, you know, yeah. they, they do kind of keep that in mind. Uh, the Aquafina character is interesting in this and the story is a little bit weird with her, but you know, it still works. It, it's funny. And just to see Nicolas Cage as Dracula is incredible. There's some really good work with him. He does some really great vampire Dracula work Nice. and they even do this, this uh, sort of shot for shot recreation of the classic Dracula, the 1930s Dracula film. They do some uh, with uh, Bela Lugosi and they do some, mm. they do some classic, they do some remakes of that, which is actually pretty cool. Uh, and they do a good job. I, I thought it was a fun film. I thought it was really fun. Something that was something that people could check out. It's not really scary at all. It's just a, it's an action film with uh, it's an action comedy, right? Yeah, it's an action comedy. Yeah. Yeah. So it was very good. And then I, I really do think that he does a good Dracula. Like, a yeah, legit I wanna, good Dracula. I'll watch it when it's streaming. I, I just missed it because of 
I didn't have time workload, but it looked fun. I think it feels like one of those, like, I'll watch it and have fun for two hours. And that's what it is. Yeah. And I think uh, the other the other one, too, that I saw that, you know, people might have seen. I don't know if they if they're if they were interested in it, but like the Adam Sandler train keeps going on on Netflix. You know how he just makes all of his movies for Netflix now. Yep. Um, he made Murder Mystery 2, which, you know, follows up the first murder mystery, which I thought was actually pretty funny. Um, I don't know. Did you see the first one? I did see the first one. I have not seen the second one. This one, I thought it was less good. I don't think it was as good. It, it was less. It, it went more into the ridiculous Sandler side. So for me, I wasn't as thrilled with it. But I think overall, it was it was fun to watch. I mean, it's a fun little ridiculous did, um, Sandler. Did Jennifer film, Aniston yeah. come back for the second one too? Yeah, she's yeah. they're both in it. Yeah, of course. Okay. Like they just want to have they just want to have a good time. They just wanted that on. Netflix. They just want that Netflix money. Not the Netflix money. They also want that vacation. Like fair. <laughs> that's what it is. They go on a yacht. They they have a good time. They get to go to Paris. Like it's, and they don't. And I'm sorry, but they don't. <laughs> in those movies, they're not acting. So yeah, it is a vacation. No, they're and they're like, just press record on the camera and get whatever we're doing. Yeah, that's all it is. It's just ridiculous and silly. That's it. I thought the first one was enjoyable. I enjoyed it. I, I had a fun time. I'll watch this one eventually. Yeah, it would have been better if it was more of a whodunit, but um, it wasn't. It kind of tries to be, but it's not really that great in that realm. Um, you saw a couple of horror films, though, right? I saw two horror films. Which I one you want to talk about first? Um, Evil Dead Rise. Uh, oh, yeah. I saw Evil Dead Rise, which is the sequel to Evil Dead 2013, which is a remake reboot of an original series uh, from... Decades before, forget I, I can't remember if it's the eighties or nineties. The eighties, yeah, and then the it goes 80s. into the nineties. I think it's like the Bruce Campbell, um, the Evil Bruce Dead, Camp- yeah. yeah. Uh, I've seen, I've seen one of them. You seen? I've seen one. one. I think movies? I saw Army of Darkness. Nice. Well, Army of Darkness um, is very different. It's very well, different. That's fair. That's where yeah. they, that's where he goes. He gets sucked into a portal and goes, ends up in like the yeah. past with a chainsaw and a shotgun. Yep. So, and zombies. Yeah, trust me, you will, you would not watch this one. <laughs> no, not at all. It, it looked, um. You know, and if you're a horror fan like me, this is great. It's um, possessions, demons, blood, the blood, the amount of gallons of blood that they use in this movie has to be insane. Um, It's really scary, which I like. I like when movies because I watch so many horror films that it takes a lot for me to get scared. So I like that I was scared in this. It was um, there's like a 15 minute sequence towards in the third act that I literally was with my feet on the chair on the theater, like grabbing to them because it's very, very, very tense. And I love that. Um, yeah, it was really good. Um, and I'm, uh, I, I really like it. And I, it, it took 10 years to do the sequel. If they do another one, I'll take it. Cause I really enjoyed this one. And then the other one that I saw was the Pope's exorcist with Russell Crowe Academy award winner, Russell Crowe doing these types of movies. Listen, this is exactly what you expect. If you've seen the trailer for this, if you're a horror fan, go watch this movie. It's another exorcist film in the canon of exorcism films. Um, based on a true story from what I hear. Based on a true story. True story and a um, true guy, yeah. Yeah, and a true guy because the the Popes have an ex, has an exorcist for himself. Um, again, really cool visual. If you're a horror fan, really cool visuals. If you, I'm, I love exorcist movies. Um, even though they're repetitive, I just like the visuals of it. Um, I, I love every, anything that has to do with church and demons. I've always liked that. So I really enjoyed this film. Um, it was a, a nice surprise. It was received actually not horribly. Um, and I heard that there might be a sequel or that they might expand and do movies, uh, within this story or like more in this universe. 
Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. So if you're a horror fan and you want to see blood, demons, and this is for you, go watch Evil Dead Rice and Pope's Exorcist. Actually, really fun movies. Steven, they're not for you. No, not for me. I'm glad that you've come around to the fact that I don't watch horror films and you're okay with that now. <laughs> yeah, I, we'll, I, I'm we'll not okay. going to force you anymore. It's fine. Yeah, it, we've, we've, that ship has sailed. We've, and, we've uh, settled it. We've settled yeah. it. There, there's like a slight chance I might see one later this year, which is The Voyage of the Demeter. Slight chance. That one, the trailer looks fun for that. It, it looks good. The only reason I might see it is because it's Dracula and I really like vampire films. Uh, I do. Uh <laughs> That's that's the closest I get to horror, uh, but it, that looks a little bit intense for me. Which is oh, so you're not gonna see the after what was it? It's eighty eight ninety eight. Was it fifty years later? The sequel to The Exorcist that comes out later this year. No, I'm not seeing that. Right did here. you know that that was happening? Yes, I did. So yeah, Ellen Burstyn with the and original cast. Yeah, the original like cast. That. They're both returning. So yeah, the Good sequel for, for The Exorcist. So you're not gonna see that. Rude. No. Well, if we're talking about things that came out like at least an anniversary, I mean, 30 years later now, we have our final movie on here. I think it's 30 years, right? Since the original 30 came out. 30 years since the original came out. Uh, this is so stupid that we're talking about this, but I love it because it's you and me. Um, on Netflix, they just released Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Once and Always. <laughs> this is a, Oscars. Oscars. A, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> all the Oscars. <laughs> yeah, no, no way at all. Uh, this is a 50-minute special power rangers episode uh about the mighty morphin power rangers 50 years like 30 years later uh it's really corny it's it's i i saw this and i'm like oh my god this is like kind of adorable you know they they they're just all that they do is they take um it's the story of rita as robot rita comes back yep uh and she's trying to capture the power rangers from all all across the galaxy to power a time machine to go back in time and tell herself back in the nineties, what about the power Rangers and how to defeat them. So the thing that's really funny about it is like, it's the power Rangers. It's the mighty Morphin power Rangers. That's what it is. It's that show from the nineties. And they do, it's, it's very much similar to it with like slightly. And I, I want to emphasize slightly better graphics. They like updated to windows 95 for those graphics. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, they they still have two of the main act two of the actors from the original are back. Uh, you know, in in I don't know the character the actors' names. I I well, want to had, apologize. They had Zach, Billy, Cat, and Rocky. Well, Cat and Rocky are not from. Well, they come in the, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yeah, they, they come in. in the they come season. in later seasons, but yeah. Zach and Billy are back. Uh, yeah. The Blue Ranger David and the Yost Black Ranger are and back. And I forget the I forgot Zach's name. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because they they also do um reference like one of the main plot points at the very beginning is like trini who is the yellow ranger saves herself like sacrifices herself to save billy billy uh and it, it's kind of interesting because that does play into sort of the the, the real life situation because I, I i don't know if a lot of people know this but um the actress who um played trini in the original series um yeah yeah she she died in the 90s she died in a car accident you she know? died like a year after leaving the show like right away yeah yeah and like that's it's really unfortunate that she died like you know that like that sets tragically um and they they ended up uh like kind of paying tribute to it i think in it yeah it's a fun movie it, it's a fun it's a fun stupid it movie. is an Very episode much. of 90s power rangers yeah it is exactly what you watched it was exactly what we watched when we were kids this was yeah. meant for us to remember that this was a dumb 
show from the 90s that we all love and that to this day 30 years later still captivates people yeah except it didn't have um you know not everybody was there they didn't have uh amy joe johnson wasn't there um you know because she, she who played the pink ranger or yeah. well she wanted um, apparently more money is that what it was yeah apparently she wanted a, like a lot of money and people are like girl this is a 50 minute special <laughs> you are not an a-lister we're not going to give you a lot of money that's funny uh i didn't i didn't know that part but that does not surprise me um i was a little upset we didn't get any goldar but that's that's a different story um i know if they were gonna bring rita they should have brought goldar yeah i'm glad they all, they actually did have the woman who does the voice of rita came yeah came back uh, Barbara Goodson, she she did it, and I was like, oh, that's awesome. That's actually that voice it, too. Listen, I loved every second of it. I laughed. Yeah. I I felt them all. Um, obviously, at the end when they paid tribute to Tweed Tran and Jason David Frank, who unfortunately we lost earlier this year. Uh, it was it was good. It's what you expect. People, I saw people saying like, oh my god, like the acting, the graphics. I'm like, did you ever see a 90s episode of Power Rangers? Like yeah. this is what's supposed to be. Like, were you expecting? I don't know, Avatar. Just because it's power, you expect like Avatar graph. No, it's a Power Rangers episode. I thought it was so much fun. I yeah. thought it was great. I thought it was great. I mean, it's rated TV Y seven. <laughs> I don't exactly. know. I don't know. If, I don't know that I've ever seen anything that's rated TV Y seven. Exactly. And I I saw that it was like in the top ten when it premiered. So good for them. I thought it was super cool. Uh, yeah. yeah. I I I enjoyed it. It was a great fifty minutes of my life. Yeah, that's it. It's just 50 minutes to just reminisce about Power Rangers. Yeah, you get that's to hear that, exactly what it is. You get to hear that amazing riff as well. You know, yep. like it's it's fantastic. I was a little disappointed in the Megazord fight because it looked different. It looked too <laughs> nimble. That's fair. You know, I was expecting more like classic Godzilla type fighting, you know, like with like <laughs> big outfits and just like punching. I, I expected that. They did a little more graphics within it. And I was like, yeah, I'd rather go back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was fun it's fun yeah it was fun i liked it i liked it gave me more more specials like that from like shows like that they knew exactly netflix knew exactly what they were doing we're like we're gonna pay these people i don't know 500 bucks to come back and let's do an episode of 90s power rangers that's it yeah and it's fine it's fine the budget on that has to be like what ten thousand (laughs) dollars probably (laughs) it looked like it uh whatever look saban knows what he's doing that that series when that when that came out was incredible uh if you don't know what we're talking about if you like the Power Rangers, check out uh, the Toys That Made Us. That's a really great yep. series, and they have a really great episode on, on, Power, on Rangers. Power Rangers. It's really, really fun. It's really good. I That's also amazing. want new episodes of that show. I hope they drop new episodes someday. That'd be great. It's yeah. it's always fun. Um, you want to pivot to some TV? Yes. All right. So we'll do some quick TV hits. Um, do you want to just go over the things that are still on right now, really quickly, like things that I haven't seen, and then we'll get into the big thing, or do you want to go the other? Um, I'll do my things really quick. So I'm currently watching, um, I'll just lump them together. Barry, Succession, and Yellow Jackets. Succession and Barry are their last seasons. Barry season four, Succession season four. Um, back to back, HBO. Great shows. Succession is fantastic. Um, I think it's probably going to end up as probably one of the best shows ever done. Um, it is great. Um, if you haven't seen it, I totally recommend it. Um, it's four seasons. 10 episodes each season, so you'll run through them really quickly. Barry season four that I know that you watched season one and two um, is currently running. What an underrated, freaking amazing show. I think it is fantastic. It started off as a dramedy. It's not that anymore. It's a full-on blown drama. Uh, But 
damn is Bill Hader. His mind is just fantastic. Great writer, great director, great actor. Everybody's on top of their game. Um, This season, this last episode broke me. I was crying like an idiot on the sofa. It is fantastic. And I know, Steve, that you love him. Uh, But the person, and this is one of the reasons I want you to get back on the trade, the the star has of the show has become Noho. Noho Hank. I love it. I love uh, Noho Hank. He, yeah. he, he, wow. This last episode was all about him. Emmy, people, please, Emmy. And then I'm a huge fan of Yellow Jackets, um, which is currently in its second season. Um, it's a show, um, a showtime show. Um, it became um kind of a like unex- unexpected hit last year. I don't know if you've seen it around um social media or stuff. Um, it's in the 90s. Well, it's two timelines in the 90s and present about this um uh, um a group of um soccer player girls who go um go to a tournament and their plane crashes and they survive in the wilderness for 18 months and now how they're dealing with the trauma as adults great show second season is fantastic so those three shows I'm watching um I hope that you someday get into succession I think you'd really really like it and yellow jackets although it has very light horror elements um because it's kind of a, like a lost kind of thing Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you ever saw Lost, but it's kind of like this supernatural kind of weird thing. Um, I think you'd enjoy Yellow Jackets, and I hope you get back on the Barry train. So yeah, if, if people out there, Barry, Succession, and Yellow Jackets, great shows. Um, totally recommend. Yeah, and the other shows that are the other show that I want to talk about that it's that's currently running is Ted Lasso. Are you watching that? I am. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that was a big sigh there. Uh, not a big fan of this season, I guess. Um, I think it started off strong, the first yeah. two episodes, and for me personally, it's just gone downhill. Um, I think it's so, yeah, I, th- mm. I think it's gotten too soft. It's uh, I, I think I it's, don't know. I think I think for me, there's a, there's a couple of issues with the show. Um, I think it's gotten too soft for me. Uh, it's too soft really, as in how it it went into like being bubbly more than too cotton candy fluffy kind of thing yeah to like let's make it all light and fluffy and i like light and fluffy a lot of times but it's not what the show was Mm. and it kind of went to a little bit further than that and it's it's making characters that we thought we knew their character it's it's spinning those characters into things that they aren't which i didn't really (laughs) like um now i one of the things that bothers me too with it is, you know, as a as a big fan of soccer, you know, I, I follow it religiously. I, I, I do. Like literally, the reason we're recording this so late is because I was watching an, a game before this, and I couldn't, I didn't, I don't miss a game, so I watch a lot of it. So seeing some of the mechanics, I mean, look, I understand. Also, it is a TV show that stars an American as as the coach, an American football coach, as the head of a soccer team in, in England. So I get that. If I if I overcome that premise, I can understand it. And even some of the far-fetched things that happen, I'm okay with. But some of the things that are happening now, I'm like, this is just, it just doesn't make sense, really. And like, when it, when it, when it becomes so, um, you know, disruptive to like the, 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 the actual reality, I couldn't, I couldn't really get into it. And there's parts of it that I'm not a big fan of. I think it still holds a lot of the, the same happy beats, but um, it, it doesn't work yet. For me, it's been the writing. Um, I'm very, I'm very disappointed in, in especially in the characterization of some people you've established, you kind of mentioned that you, you established some characters in a, in some way. And I think they're kind of unraveling what they already established in the first two seasons, yeah. primarily Keely. I have no idea what they're doing with her character this season. I'm so disappointed. Um, even Roy, 
something. I don't know. Did you see this up the episode from yesterday? No, I didn't see that yet. Um, so I won't obviously spoil anything. Um, but there's there's a moment that I'm like, Roy, this is like they went to like Roy season one, and I'm like, this is just so weird. Um, so yeah, and I don't know because as of now, we're all operating that this is the last season. Um mm-hmm. so I don't know with four episodes left, they're still setting up things that I don't know how they're gonna wrap up in four episodes. And so yeah, I, I just think it's a little it's it's messy. Not a little, I actually think it's pretty, pretty messy. Is it still charming and does it have funny moments? Yes. Um yeah. but it's not, it's definitely for me as of now, definitely the weakest season. And if it is the last, it'll probably won't end in the best way. Yeah, I mean, for me, I, I was a little bit more disappointed with it. The verisimilitude was just off. I mean, it doesn't feel real. It feels so out of real that like it, it's kind of disappointing. That's that's that's, that's, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. And then you're tackling like dark things, especially with Ted, but you're not letting him deal with them. You just hide yeah. them between this cloud of like, well, happy and stuff like that. Uh. Yeah, and it's it's not. I don't know. There's there's parts that I just I'm not. I don't know. It's not the as soccer, good as the other. The soccer story. part I know nothing about. I I laugh at every yeah. soccer one because you know I know I, I'm like okay sure that's how you play strategy absolutely of course yeah uh, but, yeah yeah it's not it's not, it's not funny bad. it's funny seeing the Zava character at the beginning of the season because uh you know I could I know who Zava is. Zava is based on Zlatan Ibrahimovic it's like very apparent. It's the oh, same really? name, like very similar name. Yeah, it's it's based on a real player. So like I get it. Uh it, it's was it's he ridiculous. like a great player and like he still yeah, like... he still plays, I guess. Oh, okay. Uh he's just he's a ridiculous human being. Just oh, a ridiculous okay. he's like, just I am extra, better than Yeah, he's this extra. he's this Swedish player and he's like, I am better than everybody. You are honored to be. I am honored that you would let me on your team. And it is an honor to play with me. Oh, like okay. it's such a weird character, but like that's who he really is. So I, it's funny that I could see right through it right from the beginning. <laughs> but yeah, um, let's talk about the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian ended a couple weeks ago now, and this was what were we the third season? Season third? three. Yep. Th- season three point two or something like that. I don't know. We we got close to we, mm. we were in season three. So we just finished season three, and a lot of stuff happens in that series. A lot of stuff happens. That's this this one. Um, overall, what did you think of this this season? Listen, I am uh, I liked it. I don't hate it as much as many people. Um, I've seen I I know this season is very divisive. Um, I liked it more than most people. Um, is it the best season? No. Is it the weakest out of the three seasons? Yes, but I still enjoyed it. Um, I I I enjoyed it. I liked it. I think I liked a lot of what happens there. Um, I love the whole Mandalore story um, as a fan of Rebels and um, Clone Wars. It was nice to see a lot of that. Um, towards the end, it was completely rushed. I think Giancarlo Esposito's character, which I love, was completely rushed. Uh, but I still enjoyed it. It wasn't the strongest season, but I did like it more than most people. I was disappointed with a lot of it. Um, I, I did not like it that much. Um, there were parts I really liked. I liked the idea of Mandalore and going back to Mandalore. Mm-hmm. And there's there's elements that I really liked about it. You know, I thought there were some cool moments when like uh, when when they put the helmets back on and uh, the 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 blacksmith or, or I forgot what the, I forgot what her character's name is. But when she's all like about, oh, yes, you're Mandalore once again and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, this is really cool. There's some cool lore that they get into. But some of it is just ridiculous to me, like the, the opening scene when they are fighting like a giant alligator outside the door of oh, the cave where the yeah. covenant lives. And I'm like, this is stupid. Why do they live there? 
there's a giant alligator. This is like dumb. And then the flying pterodactyl. And the flying pterodactyl comes too. And I'm like, this is dumb. This is stupid. <laughs> and then uh <laughs> and then later on, like other other episodes, I'm like, this is dumb. Like, especially the gun for hire, which is like the sixth episode, which is where they go to the planet where um like Jack Lizzo. Black and Lizzo are. I was and like, Doug, this is and Doug Brown. Don't forget Doug Brown. <laughs> I was like, this is the stupidest. I was like, this is dumb. Like I'm watching the episode, I'm like, this is just dumb. That episode was a choice. There and I, I felt really bad because there's a, there's a lot of episodes of this where I'm like this is just stupid, like it's just kind of stupid, and I didn't really like it. Um, and I felt really bad about that, but mm-hmm. you know because I like the show in general, I I've loved the previous seasons, but it, it just was not good. And there was that random episode of like Andor in the middle of this too, where they're eating like glow in the dark popsicles, and I'm like this is weird. That episode, I love that episode actually, but it doesn't fit with the season. Um, I that's why I didn't like you. it. I didn't like it because it didn't fit with the because rest. Because it of the didn't episode. fit in the season. Yeah. Um, I have two questions for you. Um, off the cuff because they weren't planned. Um, you remember that when Boba Fett was happening, they did what we've been referring to as Mando two point five. Um, yeah, which were Man- those two episodes that were completely all about Mandalorian and be and Grogu yeah. and nothing to do with Boba Fett. Um, do you think it would have served this season a bit better if those episodes would have been part of this season? I think it could have been better. Yeah, I think that would have like if if they had that sort of style as well. Like Mando goes at the beginning of that episode of season two point five when he goes and he like just goes into a room and just like kills a bunch of people as he's collecting a bounty with with Grogu. Or uh, no, he doesn't have Grogu back again, but he just goes in there and he kills a bunch of them. It's a really awesome fight sequence. Which I thought was missing from this. They really didn't yeah. have any good fight sequences in this. They had some shootouts and like they they you know blast some uh some some fire at people, but it's not until really the last episode when they actually get into fights again. And mm-hmm. it, it really just wasn't as exciting. Um it, it, there was like a, a big lack of action sequences and like really cool stuff. Uh I don't memorable, know. I think, memorable moments. Yeah, there's no memorable moments. That's I mean, fair. you, you, you as a fan of like the, the whole Star Wars universe and, you know, seeing all the animated shows and all the other stuff and the Filoni verse and all of that stuff, mm-hmm. I could see where you can get a lot of Easter eggs and you're like, oh, this is sick. Like these are, these are cool moments yeah. and you see characters like on screen and you're like, oh yes, this is awesome. That's so cool that they're there. Or they mentioned Thrawn at one point, And I know that's a big deal for you. Yeah. I don't know anything about that character, so I don't <laughs> care. Um, like and it was like, a huge deal and that was it the second to last episode where they're in the bar and we see like the purple monster seb like the the purple creature alien for sure. if, you're a, if you're a fan of i don't know if you remember him but if you no. are a fan of, of of that um of star wars of rebels and whatever you scream i scream like yes live action said that's amazing but i do agree with a lot of what you're saying it, it was an it was a messy season so yeah, yeah you have I to did. do like your homework in order to actually appreciate it and i'm yeah. not a fan of that yeah, yes. and I, I asked that question because um a lot of people don't a lot of people fell in love with Mandalorian because of Grogu, and that's a fact, right? Um case yeah. in point, I remember when season two ended, um, somebody that we know named Kayla said, I'm not watching if he leaves the show ever again, right? Um, and I think the fact that those two episodes in Boba Fett where he actually gets um Grogu back um was not even in the recap. At the beginning of this season, people were so lost on how he had exactly. to go back. Like, what's going? Like, what did we miss? Like, what's happening? 
Yeah. And I don't, it's, it's weird to see like a completionist version of this, like where you have to watch the TV series. Yeah. All of them to watch it. Cause if you had to watch all of book of Boba Fett, that show sucked. Like it, was <laughs> it wasn't good. Bad. And it's not good that you have to watch that in order to understand what's going on here. Yeah. And, and then I, my, I, yeah, yeah. Go, go. I, I'm just a little bit worried about where this is all going because like, you know, this, this was the biggest show on television at one point. Yep. And this season, it was not very good and dropped off. And I wouldn't be surprised if the if the viewership dropped off throughout the season. So we agree Especially that after Andor, episode three. We agree that Andor is the best Star Wars show so far this year. Oh yes, I think last I year think, and this year. I think Andor is the best Star Wars show. Period. But fair. that's a different. That's because it's not. It doesn't feel like Star Wars at all. That's fair. Well, and then my last incredible. question was: um, you were saying, you know, the. Sh- um, how you have to watch stuff and whatever and where this is going. We know that they're doing a season four. Um, season four, the rumor is based on the last episode, it's gonna be him working with the new republic um to bring order and blah blah blah. So it it they kind of hinted like it will probably go more to like the first season. Remember that the first season each episode was like its own mini mission. Yeah, which I hope that's what it does. Yeah. So they kind of hinted at that. But uh my last my question, we know he's coming back. We know they're doing the Filoni verse. We know we have Ahsoka, stuff like that. The final episode for me felt very series finale. Um, the little cottage, you know, father and son adopting. I was excited. Yes, we finally have the family together, blah, blah, blah. Um, do we need a fourth season of Mando? Or could have this bit have been the last season and then just bring, in, bring him in in other shows or whenever you're going to converge all these seasons together at the end in a few years down the road? I don't really know. I think they'll try to do something and uh well, I'm not sure. I don't know. We'll we'll see. I I think it'll be a good Do revival. You want another it. season of Mandalorian. I do because I was so disappointed with this and I wanted to okay. go back to the original thing. I think if they do that then it could be good, but I I was very disappointed in this. Okay, that's fair. So you would, you would like a season one more for to... them to like end on a high note. Yeah, that's what I really want. I I like that. Yeah. Fair. We'll see if that happens. Um Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> We will see. Apparently, 2025, that's when season four is coming out. Yeah. Anyway, um, I think it'll be really exciting to see all this stuff. I'm sure we'll get a trailer for the other live action. Is the, isn't uh, Skeleton Crew coming out? We'll probably get a trailer for that Skeleton Crew is also coming out, yes. I bet you we get that tomorrow. Yeah, and if you're interested in Star Wars um, today, because we're dropping this episode on Thursday, it's May the 4th, Visions Season 2, which is an animated show, drops on Disney+. Plus. So go watch it. Um, It's all shorts. You can literally watch all the episodes within an hour and a half span. Yeah, that'll be good. Um, You know, other Disney contests coming out because we're going to see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 this weekend. So check that one out. We have, you know, I think we got that this weekend, Fast X next weekend, and then nothing, right? Because we're not counting a little bit. I can't believe Fast X is already dropping. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see the latest trailer? No, I'm not going to watch any more trailers because it's going to make me not excited anymore. <laughs> I don't know. It's so ridiculous. Oh, the latest trailer was a choice. Oh, this movie's going to be full of choices. Absolutely. And we're going to love and hate every single one of them. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be here to cover more of that next week, though. So thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you then.